0: work hard for your money for the next hour you're going to learn how to keep what's yours capital advisory group presents keep what's yours here is josh gilbert and jeff Zufall.
1: hello and welcome to keep what's yours with jeff Zufall. i'm josh gilbert sitting here with jeff Zufall, senior tax strategist and wealth advisor with capital advisory group hello jeff
2: hi happy saturday
1: Happy Saturday to you too. Keep what's yours. It's the name of the book that Jeff wrote. It's the name of the show that we do on the weekends and it's it's the lifestyle that we live. Yes. Jeff, here. Well, let me just <laughs> let me just pose a question to you and the listeners. If you had the option to pay more money to the federal government than what you technically owe. No. Would you? <laughs> I haven't asked the question. Would you do it or would you try to utilize the tax code? To your benefit, yes. To keep a little bit of your money back in your pocket and not going out to the federal government, exactly. Keep what's yours. It's not hard, folks. Yeah. And frankly, uh, if if you're one of these people that say I hate taxes and <laughs> taxation is theft and you know there, we should get rid of the the state taxes. You know, Florida and what Texas, Texas,
2: uh, Mississippi is in discussion. To get rid of their state uh, to taxes. To get rid of it. Whether they can pull it off or not, that's a whole other.
1: I mean, we'll see what happens. I don't know how yeah. you fund schools. Uh, exactly. I that would be a,
2: a earth shift right. to do that. So,
1: I just heard McGraw talking, and there's a, a school in North County, Hazelwood School District, where I graduated, mm-hmm. who uh, now, since they can't find enough teachers to work there, they have a person sitting in the front of the classroom who is who knows who they are, but they push a button and turn on a computer, and the computer teaches
2: the kids. That's and the, scary. Yeah, the person
1: <laughs> at the front of the classroom is just there to make sure that the kids aren't, just, like, walking out. <laughs> so it's like, you know, if you can't even pay and find enough teachers as it is in our school districts, you know, I, I'd be scared to see what happens if they just... You know, they already cut the taxes in Missouri once. Exactly. Uh, budget surplus last year, and they said, yes, well, sir. tax cuts for all yep. in the mm-hmm. state of Missouri, which is which is great. But, good. But as, and, again— As
2: long as it, the mathematics work on that going right. forward budget-wise. So, so that's the question of the day.
1: So we'll see what happens there. But, you know, if you hate taxes, then Jeff is the guy you should call. Yes. 636-394-5524. <laughs> You're going to have to pay him. You're Especially have to say, the federal. We can't, we can't
2: make them go away. Right. Um, there's a book out there. I think it's a zero-sum tax. It's, it's an impossibility. Um, but we can greatly reduce them. Um, yeah.
1: So you're going to have to pay something. Yes. But why pay more than what you have well, to? Because the
2: flip side of that, too, is a lot of people say, hey, I'd love to get my tax bill to zero. Okay? But remember, when that when you pay those taxes in, you're actually paying into your Social Security and your Medicare. So the problem is, is if you play a really good game and you always take net losses, you know, from a small business owner and you don't pay any taxes, your Social Security at a later date is going to be greatly reduced. Yeah. And I
1: heard somebody called into a radio show and they said, oh, these people, these freeloaders, and when they, you know, hit 65 or whatever, they're just taking their Social Security and they never paid in. That's not true.
2: Not. I mean, they're going to get a base. But it's not going to be enough. It's it's going to be a small amount versus if you worked and made money and paid in the system, you know, in a normal sense and paid some tax, you'll get a decent benefit.
1: Waiting on uh, uh, to file our tax return. We don't have our W-2s yet. They should be here by the end of the month. Yes. Uh, But then you still want to wait and make sure you get all the documents in order. Yes. And make sure they have the right documents. I've got an E-Trade account, and you said sometimes E-Trade will send something out. And it'll be a just kind of a
2: mock-up. Yeah, it's it's kind of a precursor 1099 to say here's a preliminary, looks good. This is
1: what it's kind of going to look like. Yeah,
2: and then they may change it, they may not. Yeah. So, but again, that's the they they achieve that January 31st cutoff by sending you something in the mail. And then they send you the real one, you know, the end of February, first week of March.
1: And the real one is the one that they send to the government. IRS, exactly. <laughs> and if if yours doesn't match theirs, yes. we got a problem.
2: Then, that's when the letters get generated and so on. So, so
1: don't get too anxious to do your taxes. Make sure you, you're doing them and doing them right.
2: Yes. And, and, and this year, the first day to actually e-file is January 23rd, which is good because last year was like February 7th before they pulled it off. So, right now it seems to us like a race with the uh, software companies um, to try to get everything put together by the 23rd.
1: Yeah. But when it comes to our Social Security, don't they send us something uh, every year that's kind of a breakdown? I remember I got some They used to. They they used used to. to. Now
2: now it's only uh, uh, benchmark birthdays, you know, 60, 62, you know, stuff like that, maybe 55. They actually mail you one. But what you really want to do is you want to go online, Social Security Administration, create an account. You can get access to it. You can go pull, you know, projections, what your, your current statement looks like, so on and so forth. But you go to Social Security Administration and actually set up an online account
1: and i loved looking at that thing maybe it was a benchmark maybe it was when i turned 30 yeah it's when they sent it to me because exactly. i looked at it and i was like oh it's real little when i'm 17 yeah and then it jumps <laughs> up when i got a full-time job exactly. you know yeah so, and that's
2: that's one thing you want to watch this is a weird weird story um, but there was a lady um won't say where or who who worked for a gentleman for 30 years and then when she got ready to retire, she realized that he never took out Social Security for any of her payroll.
1: So payroll taxes, you taught me this. You know, I get a, I get a paycheck every two weeks here for the big 550. Mr. Dorsey, thank you so much. Uh, <laughs> and I didn't realize this. There's a line item for what I'm putting in for Social Security yes. for me. Yes. But the employer, no matter who they are, they're matching that. Mm-hmm. And they're putting it in as well. It doesn't show up on my paycheck stub, right?
2: Uh, it should show up on paycheck stub, but they're matching that. The moral to the story is apparently the employer never filed the Social Security tax form. And how did
1: – like just oversight? The IRS didn't catch it? Or? The
2: IRS never caught it. Um, have no idea how that went down, but the conversation was she went to retire, called Social Security. They said, hey, you don't have a benefit out here because you never paid in the system. Ah. And she went, what? And she actually produced the statement from the Social Security, and it shows you're, like you said, from, you know, you were 17 and you had a part-time job and made 2000 bucks. Look at that. That's vitally important because that's your earnings report, how they calculate your Social Security. Hers was zeros. No.
1: <laughs> oh, my gosh. So
2: how she got bumped in the system, I don't get it for, an, for a lifetime, um, but...
1: What did her employer end up having to do? I would imagine um, that he
2: got he got really lucky because she passed away. Okay, well, <laughs> otherwise, uh, I'm, I'm there would have been some lawsuits flying around. I yeah, guarantee that. <laughs> I would think so.
1: Um, but when it comes to our social security and and looking at that year over year, when I come to you, Jeff Zufall, at Capital Advisory Group, and we're looking at uh, not only my taxes but also. Uh, 30 years down there. I always said 25 years. You said, Josh, for you, 30. it'll be 30. <laughs> uh, 30 years down the road. Do you want to look at that and just see, well, let's see what you paid in so far? Yes, just yeah. to
2: see what it looks like. See if you have gaps in there where maybe somebody didn't uh, report it. Maybe Social Security goofed up and forgot to put it on there. That counts for your actual payout at a later date.
1: Yeah, so it's smart to, to take a look at yeah. that. Don't do your taxes too early. Make sure you have all the paperwork because the last thing we want to do is submit – our taxes and they realize that they're wrong. Well, not not so much
2: wrong, but you go, oops, I need to amend it. And then you have to go through the process to amend it. And then you have to mail it in and then cross your fingers and hope that it shows up where it's supposed to.
1: I had you do our taxes and we submitted it. We had all the right documentation. We waited a little bit. I'm Mm -hmm. not, you know, I'm not rushing to get my tax return. You know, I can, I can be patient. I want to make sure it's right because Mm -hmm. if I do something and it's wrong, Then I could be hung up in the system. What was it? Uh, We were talking. There was 10 million people still from like 2020.
2: That were still sitting out there that they were working on the returns.
1: Still working on it because there was this missing or that missing and just the pandemic and everything was behind. Mm -hmm. So I want to make sure I'm doing it right because technically I'll get it. I'll get my tax return if I got money coming to me. I'll get it in a timely manner and not be hung up in the system for two years. We submitted it. You did it for us. We submitted it. Three days later, we got our tax return.
2: Yeah. Short, sweet, and simple. <laughs> Boom.
1: Because it was right. Yes. And it was done right. And uh, you do in our ta- you'll you do tax returns for people. Uh, you specialize in small business. Yes. Which is great. Yes. Um, but you can even still work with little guys like me and my oh, wife. Oh, Exactly
2: and we'd love that that's that's the bread and butter of our business
1: whatever we paid you uh, i would pay double because you know i'm thinking oh yeah by the
2: way the bill just went up oh <laughs>
1: <laughs> don't tell him
2: that uh
1: because being able to be at home on the weekends yes and not have to go through paperwork not have to go through taxes not having my wife saying i don't get these numbers i don't get yeah. what this is you know we're not tax professionals exactly even my sister who is you know she's got a a advanced degree in mathematics she did our taxes for years she goes look now that you have a house and kids and everything it's too complicated Time's for me up. Yeah. i don't want to spend my weekends yes. doing your taxes anymore so it's well we got to find somebody <laughs> because i don't want to do my taxes cuz i don't know how to do it and i don't yep. want to spend all that time on the weekends time is is valuable exactly so i'm going to make jeff work on the weekends That's,
2: we work every <laughs> every day till April 15th. <laughs> oh,
1: oh, I'm sorry. This is your busy
2: time. Yeah, just so. That's all part of it.
1: So have Jeff just do your taxes for you and take the weekends off. Exactly. Don't bother yourself with the headache. Uh, it's not worth it. You know, time is money and uh, time is fleeting. So I don't want to get too <laughs> philosophical here, but you can never buy that time back. Um, so have Jeff do your taxes and do them right the first time. I yes. want to ask you this question before we go to break. We're going to talk about the SECURE Act. We're going to get into RMDs, yes. required minimum distributions, because there's changes coming. Yes. But what are they? What is an RMD? And how do taxes work in retirement to begin with? The more we get a grasp on that, the more we realize, gosh, I need a plan. Yes. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> this is going to happen, and I'm not going to be ready for it, and I'm going to be flooding the government with extra money for taxes, then I have to exactly get a plan in place. You had a plan for your retirement to to make the money, yeah, to accumulate the money. You need a plan from when a you go to spend distribution. It. Exactly distribution. I want to ask you this before we go to break. I got something in the mail from American Express, mm-hmm. and I maybe I took out a credit card or maybe. You know, I'm not buying another house. We've, we've had enough houses <laughs> over the past three years. So I know that didn't kick it off. But sometimes you, you do something, and all of a sudden, every financial institution starts sending me mail. Yes. Probably because whatever I'm doing
2: something triggers. you Something you clicked on sparked it to get it sent to you.
1: I remember when we were getting a mortgage for the last house, All I'm getting phone calls. Hey, yeah. you know, we'd like to offer you a mortgage deal. Yeah. It's like,
2: what bank is this?
1: <laughs> you know, How did you find me? But... American Express sent me something, and they said, <clears throat> "We want you to invest, and we can give you a return on your money of three to five percent, or mm-hmm. something." I, you know, don't quote me. Uh, this is just uh, funny numbers, and it made me think. American Express—they don't want to offer me a credit card; they want me to, yeah, put, put my money with them.
2: Put money—they're—they're they're actually a national bank too.
1: And I, I'm thinking to myself, <clears throat> is American Express a bank? Because yes. I know City is a bank. Yes. I know that Chase is a bank. They're mm-hmm. starting to build them in Missouri now. Oh,
2: yeah. I've seen three or four of them that yeah, they put up. Yeah, a bunch up.
1: of Chase banks came up. Um, you know, and I started thinking, well, what about all the other credit? Card- I mean, Bank of America, Wells Fargo, these are banks. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, what about Disco- is Discover a bank?
2: Yes. It is? So they have, they have a banking arm, and the concept is, it is they don't have branches. They don't have any brick and mortar. Um, it's all online. So they're able to pay a higher rate for your return for you to put money with them. Because they don't have tellers. Yeah, they don't don't have have tellers. It's all going online. I don't even know in some cases if you, and a Capital One would be in there too, um, if you could actually physically talk to anybody other than you just go online and say, hey, I need money, send me money.
1: Well, that's what i want is a bank that has my money and i can't get can't someone talk on my to talk to yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now they uh, they can pay a higher
2: rate because they don't have the overhead they don't that have the infrastructure America, to pay US, for yeah the us uh, bank
1: has. i mean th- that's not really what i'm looking for when yeah. it comes to a bank necessarily um we we put our money with you and and mm-hmm. we make decisions based off of of what you say but you know, I want to be able to talk to a teller. I want to be exactly. able to go to an ATM and with yep. my debit card and get money out, you know. Yep. Uh and, you know, Discover probably doesn't have a debit card, do they?
2: No, I don't think they do. It's literally an online bank. Um which basically 24/7 you could click a button, have it sent to your checking account, vice versa, you know.
1: And rather than just have it sitting in, you know, some money market account that Exactly. you know. My my checking account probably makes zero dollars
2: it probably makes seriously zero dollars there's probably a money market right next to it um bank's not going to fill you in on it that you might get 2.5 percent on um there's money markets that are at three five three six the good side if you want to call it that of the fed raising interest rates over the last 12 months is now we we are paid to wait in money markets yeah Um, cds the, the, the the Yield on those has skyrocketed in the four, four and a half percent range for a CD, um, which is beautiful. Um, Less than a year. And again, the concept on this is, and again, might be wrong, might be right. But the the first, second week of February, the Fed is going to, from what the word on the street is, Fed is going to raise rates a half a point again. Um, They're in that wait and see what takes place category, but they'll probably come out and raise it a half because inflation is still greater than what their two to two and a half percent projection is.
1: And and how does this work? When when the rates go up, I get charged more for my mortgage, my credit card bills are yes. higher. But if I've invested money, those rates are up too.
2: The rates are coming up slowly. <laughs> okay. The rates that you pay will be like next day, automatically jump up, credit cards, you know anything that you're paying a fee for literally goes the next day, maybe thirty days later, maybe sixty days later. The bank raises the, well what isn't that pay. funny? Yeah. The, <laughs>
1: the money they're charging you goes up the next day. Yeah. But the money that you can make on make, your return will on drag your money out a little bit. Will drag out, of course. But you know, I don't want a checking account with you know um, American Express necessarily no. because that you know I get paid. I transfer money to our shared joint savings account. Yeah. Uh, and then whatever's left over, I use to pay for gas and you know mm-hmm. a coffee down the street or whatever. Yeah. My checking account to me is just that's the money I'm spending. Yeah,
2: that's what they're designed for technically.
1: But the money that we've got saved somewhere, mm-hmm. we get a choice of where we want to put that, and that's yes. what American Express is, is yeah, hounding just, me for. They say, hey, whatever money you got left over, give it to us.
2: Send it to us, and we'll pay you three, yeah. three and a quarter.
1: Let it sit in there for a while. Mm-hmm. You know, don't this isn't the money that yeah. I'm going to need to. You know, call American Express two weeks later and take out again for, that's, for the coffee. Yeah,
2: that's they're trying to uh, capture. Helps their reserves as a as a corporation or as a bank helps their reserves. The more money that they can be sitting on, better the healthier they look on the, on the books. So, and that's kind
1: of what we use you for as well. And it's it's like at the end of the year, we're going to do our taxes with you, of course, and we're going to say, look, we've got some money left over. Should we do an I bond that we've talked about? Exactly. Should we do? You know, this should we buy CDs? Should we put more into our uh, e-trade? Should I start contributing more to my four hundred one k? Four hundred one k. Exactly. You know, if I've got money left over and I haven't maxed out my four hundred one k, why not? Exactly. (laughs) You know. So the question is, what should I do with the money left over? And I don't want people out there thinking, "Oh, listen to Josh talk about his money left over." When everyone's living paycheck to paycheck these days. I'm living paycheck to paycheck, too. Exactly. But there yeah. are some times where, you know, you get, get a little little bit of change and you don't know what to do with it. Exactly. Don't just see. leave it in your exactly. 0% money market account. Yeah. Find some place to put it so just it actually makes some money for you.
2: Exactly. And, and that's the whole concept of savings as you go forward. Again, with inflation, you know, the feds come out and say, hey, inflation was what? Our highest was 8 point something, 8.8, I believe. We're at 7.7 or 7.2 today. <clears throat> So, the concept is everything that you have to buy costs way more than what you expect it is. Um, so, again, if you have the ability to, to save a couple hundred bucks, a grand here, whatever, pack it away, sit on it.
1: Yep. And the, the state of Missouri, as we just mentioned, had a budget surplus and they're giving tax cuts and yes. giving it back to us. <laughs> However, you feel about that, fine. But if you have a surplus at the end of the year, you're not giving it back to your employer. Exactly. No I guarantee way. guarantee that.
2: Stick it in your pocket someplace.
1: Stick it somewhere we, so we can make money or make some adjustments to what you're contributing to your 401k. I know that every year you you say, Josh, just, why don't you tick it up another one or two you know, percent? You're not going to miss it. I'm That's sure insane. if I jacked it up 20 uh, percent. No. Uh, of my paycheck, I'm going to feel
2: that. Exactly. And what that's typically what we see is somebody says, hey, I'm going to start saving. They'd start at 15% um, because that looked good on paper. The problem is, is it's probably too much, especially in an inflationary time. So what will take place is then you go, oh, my gosh, I can't afford this anymore, and you quit. So it's self-defeating to a degree. Whereas if you said, hey, I'll do 5% or 3%, and then I'm just going to increase it by 1% every year going every year. forward. Yep.
1: It's the easiest way to do it. Until you max it out. And then after you max out your 401k, mm-hmm. then you have a talk with Jeff Zufall and say, Well, what do I do with the rest? Exactly. And how do I avoid major taxes on it? Yes. So that is the name of the game. Keep what's yours, Jeff Zufall. Keep more money in your pocket, more money in your bank account, more money in your savings account, and less money going out to the federal and state governments. 636 394 5524, Capital Advisory. GRP.com. It is tax season. So get your ducks in a row. Start. Take that shoebox <laughs> and all the receipts in it and put it into an Excel spreadsheet. Yes. Do, Jeff, a favor. And i got to imagine that the less time you have to spend on it, the smaller my bill is going to be. Exactly.
2: Uh, to a T. Seriously. <laughs> Save yourself some money. If, if it has to go to three different people in the office for them to organize, orchestrate, add stuff up, subtract stuff. It's
1: going to be a tougher... Over it's it's,
2: it's, it's going to cost you more versus if you bring it in and say, here, everything is pretty much set in stone. Yeah. Add it up. Ready to go. Boom. You're done.
1: Yeah. So we're going to come to you. My wife is she's a master. Yes. At, at Excel yes. spreadsheets. so She's going <laughs> to give you a spreadsheet and we're going to say bye, Jeff. That's right. We're That's going to I lunch. <laughs> um, all right. Let's go to commercial break. Six, three, six, three, nine, four, five, five, two, four. That's Jeff's number. Give him a call. He is the Senior Tax Strategist and Wealth Advisor with Capital Advisory Group. If you hate paying taxes, why are you paying more than what you have to? If you haven't done anything as far as tax mitigation on every paycheck that you get every two weeks, go see Jeff. He can help you out. If you haven't done anything when it comes to tax mitigation for your retirement, then you definitely need to go see Jeff. And we'll talk about that in the next segment. RMDs, Required Minimum Distribution. And Jeff, the SECURE Act, let's break it down. And Jeff... When should I start worrying about my tax liability in retirement? Five years out? Ten years out? Twenty today?
2: Probably today. At least start focusing on it, even if it's way off in the future.
1: At least have some sort of idea that it's coming. Yes. It is Keep What's Yours with Jeff Zufall.
0: Keep What's Yours continues with Josh Gilbert and Jeff Zufall.
1: I'm Josh Gilbert. We are talking taxes. We're talking retirement. We're talking anything that you want to talk about. And, you know, you can always text us and we can get to it at any time. Eight, four, one, two, six, by the way. But Jeff is the senior tax strategist and wealth advisor with Capital Advisory Group. Uh, you always say, Jeff, that if if I'm not doing anything to mitigate my taxes as a working person or in retirement, then it's almost A foregone conclusion that you can be doing something.
2: Yes. Everybody can do something. And and it might be just subtle subtle, uh, contributions to a 401K, an IRA, a Roth, something.
1: Yeah. We uh, talked to you and you had us uh, start socking some money away. It comes out of my wife's paycheck, doesn't hit uh, taxes, goes in pre-tax, and we use it to pay for our son's school. So essentially the the federal government's kicking in, um, you know, 1,200 bucks. For exactly. me to pay for school, exactly. Why would I turn that down?
2: You'd it, it, be crazy to turn it down, right? So, if you own a small business, it's basically a reimbursement plan. Um, so, if you're a business owner, small business owner, you could create your own and and do that too.
1: And that's one of those things where it's like I would never have known about this unless I had talked
2: to someone. You don't know what you don't know, unfortunately. So it's like, well, how come not
1: everybody's doing exactly what we're doing? Well, because no one told them about it. (laughs) Yeah. Unless
2: they stumbled onto it at HR and went, hey, what is this thing and how does that affect me? But what
1: you can do is you can get on the phone with my HR company, with me at the same time, and I can say – uh, I allow Jeff Zufall to talk about my finances on my behalf. Yes. And then you and HR start talking.
2: Start talking. We kind of talk the same language. Yeah. Or, you know, I say, can, I'm leaving the room now to go get a no, lemonade. You, you have to stay there <laughs> <laughs> while we talk. But you give us permission to talk with your HR department. Sure. And then we take the conversation. And I think I, I would there. want to be
1: there because it's really interesting. Yeah. Once you look.
2: Oh, taxes. How boring.
1: This is your money. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. This is your money.
2: Everything that you do in your financial life will end up on a tax return at some point in time.
1: Somewhere, but somehow. Somewhere, somehow. Somewhere We'll get there. So why would you say, I don't want to worry about that? You're saying, well, I'm just going to keep paying the federal government whatever yes. they ask. Exactly. And I'm, I'm just not one of those guys. No. I don't no, mind no, no, paying no. taxes. <laughs> I actually think that, you know, our tax money should be bumped up when it comes to schools and roads and bridges. Exactly. You know, we need infrastructure we need to i believe the children (laughs) don't start singing we got it we've got to pay our teachers more and and get our our school districts up to code rather than you know letting them slip behind this is ridiculous but at the end of the day i'm not going to pay more taxes than i have exactly exactly and until we do something about it that's what we're doing we're paying more money in taxes than we have to so if you say well that's boring then you know, write me a check yeah. for $1,000 a year. <laughs> I'll take care of it, and you exactly. can pay me. I'll take the, the windfall. Um, so when we talk about RMD, required minimum distribution, this is when we are in retirement, and we're starting to take our money out that yes. we've saved for, for the past 40 years. And every time I take money out of a, a pre-taxed IRA, I'm going to have the federal government standing behind me going.
2: (coughs) They'll be standing right next to you. No, they're they're not not, behind me. They're going to hold your hand and say, yes, let's take this money out because. As I reach (laughs) to get the money they're reaching to. You will owe us tax.
1: Right. So So they let us accrue all this money over years pre-tax with the understanding that when we go to take it out, then we'll get taxed.
2: Exactly. So the concept is and again without there's two camps of thought on this which is oh you know for a fact that the taxes are going to go up over time yes i agree 100% with that they they in our situation today they probably will more than what they did in the past only because somebody got to pay for all the stuff that's taken place in the last what three years
1: i mean the covid you know let's not even talk about who was in charge at the time it was money that had to be spent
2: both both parties did it Both parties Um, did it. They're both guilty. So Um, we
1: spent trillions of dollars just to get through this COVID thing. Some of it
2: was vital and it was needed to keep stuff functioning. And others was just a giveaway that, hey, we'll give you money. We don't care. It looks good. Right. So you Um, can
1: complain about one, but you have to accept the other. And and what's done is done. It's
2: done. We're not going to fix it. Um, And some people, like in one case, they'll say, hey, the student loan debt, you know, that's, you can't repeal that. You can't, you know. Give money away for free, but yet then the flip side, you got PPP program that was free money, but yeah, it did keep people employed. But you know, student loan side will relieve really people of debts, so it's it's yeah. a weird political people avenue. People
1: can buy more houses and pillows and. In heavy-duty mixers yes. for their kitchen. You, you guys have one of those kitchen aids? They're like bucks. Yeah. Uh, people can buy more of that if they didn't have as much student loan debt. Exactly. I mean, there's schools of thoughts on all of this. Yes. So wherever you fall, you know that's where you fall. Exactly. But, but taxes are here. Taxes are here. And, and they seem like they're going up.
2: They're, they're going to have to. Um, and, and they're going to be sprinkled in. there. It's not just going to be – there's no administration that's going to come out and just go, hey, guess what? We're raising your taxes by 10 percent because the people would have pitchfork, pitchforks yeah. you know, in the streets going crazy. I mean,
1: like I said, I don't mind paying taxes as long as I'm paying my exactly. fair share minimum and you don't raise them 10 percent. Yeah. Then I'd, I'd be the first out there with a the pitchfork. They're going to
2: sprinkle them into different programs or they're going to get kind of tricky about it. And so a required minimum distribution – and this is how they do it. Um typically started the old rule was age when you reached age seventy and a half, it would force you to take your RM first RMD. You could push that first RMD till April 1st of the following year, but typically you had to take two in that second year and not really good tax-wise.
1: Right. But the idea of the RMD is <clears throat> the government said, look, you've been saving money pre-tax for thirty-five years. Exactly. We have been waiting patiently.
2: And we want our fair share. Look, people are
1: (laughs) living longer. They're working longer. We need money Mm -hmm. badly. We're going to make you start taking this money out so we can tax you on it and so we could put more money in the coffers. That's essentially what the RMD is. That's what it is. It is. It is. The government say, look, you've saved long enough. Mm -hmm. Give us our money.
2: Yeah. So the concept was, you know, basically it was 70 and a half. Then they came along in 2019 and made a deal with us and said, hey, we're going to extend the RMD date to age 72. So technically a year and a half down the road. But we gave up what's called a beneficial IRA, which means we could stretch this IRA to our beneficiaries for their lifetimes. So if you left your money to a 30-year-old kid, um, that 30-year-old kid would sit, take just a small RMD, but yet drag it out till they were in their 60s. And let the money grow basically. What's so, the new, the
1: new law, this is the 10 year one, right? Exactly.
2: So, now what they did was they took away that and they said, you know, let you go to 72, but now it's a 10 year payout.
1: My parents left me uh, money in an IRA. I have to take it out in full within 10 years.
2: As of today, you get 10 years. So, 10 years, it's the 10th year. For December 31st, right. the 10th year date of death.
1: So a million dollars, I'd have to take it out, hundred, at least $100,000 every year.
2: Yeah. So what we've done is looked at that concept to say, ooh, you don't want to take this all out one time because it's going to kill you from a tax
1: angle. Jump me into a new tax bracket.
2: Well, a couple. Right. <laughs> so in most cases, we'll do the math, break it out. Using the 10-year as the, the max. So it's the, whatever that one-tenth is with the gains each year, you pull it out, pay the tax on it, and go from there. Hypothetically, under that theory, you get to the 10th year, you liquidate it, you're fine. So that's one. So now the SECURE Act comes along. SECURE Act now comes along and says, hey, guess what? Um, basically in 2023, it's age 73. So they added one more year to it. So you oh, go, thank yay. You. Well, what's the, what's, and what's the idea behind that? Um, they one, don't do things arbitrarily. One more year to let your account balances grow. Because okay. remember, 2022 was a terrible year in the market. So oh, yeah. So the way that this RMD is calculated is they do December 31st of the previous year. So 1231, 2022 they did a, a snapshot. Where was your account balances at? All of them. You add them all up. You take it to this factor that the IRS has. And it says, hey, this is what you are forced to take out. So but what if your account balance dropped from December 31st, 21 to December 31st, 22, your RMD is going to go down.
1: So I, re- I learned this recently, you know, I mean, Jeff, I'm, I'm a guy that's been working all my life, you know, and I'm in radio. So it's not like I really have to worry about, um, you know, finances. I don't have any. <laughs> um, but, you know, Guy Phillips was in here. And when the, the market tanked uh, with COVID, mm-hmm. then he was apoplectic. And then I realized something, you know, but, but guy, unless you took that money out today, exactly, you're it's still in there. And then what happened two, three months later, it skyrocketed.
2: Now, again, 20 was a weird, weird year.
1: Very weird year.
2: Very weird because the world was coming to an end, but yet everybody went home and they started to day trade. Um, And that's what propelled the markets forward. Um, There were certain companies that had that niche, like uh, Zoom. Um, was the the company, um, its stock quadrupled? Um, it's come back to earth since then. Yeah, but again, that was kind of that weird year. The market should have fell off the face of the earth, but people were bored. You couldn't go anywhere. You can you, go to a casino. You couldn't gamble. go to a casino. <laughs> Most they were all closed. Sports gambling was not Nothing. even an option because so, the games were all canceled. And then you could see in the trends of the market, you could see how the economy opened up, where then the market kind of dipped a little bit because the volume of people trading. I had people come in going, look, I made $100,000 in my trades. I was like, that's great that you did that, but guess what? And they go, what? I go, that's all short-term, under 12 months, defaults to ordinary income. So oh, it's just no. like you worked for it. Oh, no. So Not like a capital gain. Capital
1: gains is what? 15 20%. Long-term
2: is 12 months plus, and it's 15 to 20% depending if, upon income.
1: If I buy a stock, it shoots up. Let's What, what was that goofy stock? Uh, AMC. Or oh, there was AMC, GameStop. 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 Yeah. Um, it shoots up 1,000%, yes. and I sell it 30 days later. It's ordinary That's income. ordinary income. That's yes. You know, I'm in the 24% You pay tax
2: 24% on that. <laughs> you know, and if
1: I'm if I just... You know, made a windfall on a stock because the market is crazy. Yeah. Maybe I, now I'm in a higher tax bracket. Holy it, cow. In
2: some cases, it did propel them into higher yeah. tax brackets. I forgot about that. that rule. So – but again, and that's, by the way,
1: that's why you need Jeff Seepol <laughs> <laughs> because he's the one who's going to tell you that exactly. Cool. You're Ooh. thinking you're getting 15 oh, percent capital gains. I'm good.
2: Not that no. you don't want to do that. You never never give away money like that. But the concept and if you is
1: didn't, if you didn't sell it at that time, yeah. it might have tanked.
2: Exa- well, it could have tanked. Or if, if you had waited twelve months, maybe you gave up your your gains. So again, it's not that they did that that it was bad. They just didn't real. They were assuming that it would only be fifteen percent. And when I come along, and go, oh, no, it's like 24 plus. Right. You know, so.
1: And I would rather take the
2: gain and you pay higher taxes. You take the gain taxes. and pay higher tax always. You got more in always. your pocket.
1: Yeah. Always. Than to let it go back down yeah. to zero. Yeah.
2: Because then you just wasted time. Right. So,
1: um, So. So there's that out there. You know, you don't lose any money in the market unless you go to take it out so well, last year it was it was a pretty rough year last year so exactly so again I guess the government's like all right 73 yeah.
2: <laughs> so but again time in the market is your friend um you you, you have to have that uh, i'll say longevity I mean, what was the stock market at in the 80s um probably half a quarter of what it is today right because if you look at the chart it's like straight up um so again time in the market's your friend um, it's amazing because I saved a USA today from I think it was 1988, 89, something like that. just because you were curious. Well, no, because I would seen somebody else do it. Oh um, yeah, from a Wall Street Journal, and they said the you know the, the Dow is at four hundred and fifty two points, and it's at thirty three thousand today.
1: Uh, February first, nineteen ninety two, the Dow is at three thousand exactly, two sixty seven. Yeah. So there was a guy. today's at thirty three thousand. Yeah.
2: So there was a guy out, guy out there that said uh, his name was Harry Dent, and he said that the Dow was going to go to fifty thousand by the year two thousand or something crazy like that. Um, and it would have if they would have put Microsoft, Intel, and somebody else into in the, the Dow, day. but they went into Nasdaq. So he would have been right on his. How projection. about that? Yeah. So it's pretty wild, and everybody's like, "Oh, that guy's a crazy, you know, loon." But you the know, guy was somebody lock him up. Yeah, pretty much on on target.
1: So the idea is, time in the market is your friend. Yes, but you have to take your money out at some point. Well, at some I point mean, I'm retired and I want the boat, or I just want to pay for my groceries. I got to take money out.
2: Well, but what you're looking for in the market is you just don't pull it out 100 and go. Put, you need someplace to go put it. So the, you know, even in retirement, the, you're going to need the market. You're going to need the gains of the market, positive gains of the market going forward. Because I'm not it, gonna pull it out all at once. Yeah. You may have obviously. a two million dollar IRA. You're only gonna take fifty five thousand so dollars. If I did
1: that with state and federal taxes, I'd probably be paying close 40, to forty five. Yeah,
2: forty five plus. Yeah. Easy. Easy. Um which will you know, so half your money goes poof in taxes. And yes, you have the other half after taxes, but guess what? If you put it in the bank and you earn interest, you owe tax on that interest. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> so hey, the government's always there with mm-hmm. their hand out. They're Just always right them. patting you on the shoulder, saying "Good job." Yeah. Now give us our cut. <laughs>
1: yeah. So they're, they're if, like they're yeah. like mobsters <laughs> shaking shaking us down.
2: Yes. But you know this is the tax code. Yeah. What are you going to do? There's there's no way around it. Right. Um. So I mean, there was a vote. Uh, what was it? Uh, House uh, House of Representatives uh, a week ago. Um, to to uh, disband the IRS um, and go to this flat consumption tax—that's never going to happen. Right, I mean, never happened.
1: How many times has it been proposed in the oh, past?
2: Like three dozen or something right. crazy, that's... and it shows up. It looked great, you know, like hey, look what we did, and then they go, oh no, sorry, you know, it gets yep. chucked to the side. It's not going to happen. It is not going <laughs>
1: to. Um, so as, as the Secure Act comes through yeah rmd goes up 73 we can hold on to our money a little bit
2: longer before. so for so if you haven't started taking your rmd if you've ta- already reached the 70 and a half or the age 72 and you've already started your rmd you're stuck with where you were at okay Oops. yeah if you reached age 72 this or i'm sorry age 73 this year basically that's where it's starting so age 73 in 2023 and then it'll push to 75 in 2033. So in basically 10 years, it'll push to 75.
1: So I, uh, if, and if it stops there, I mean, I'm 40. Yeah.
2: So you'd be in the.
1: So I'd be in 75. Age
2: 75, you'd be you know, forced to take your 1st Who knows if they raise it to 80 at some uh, point. They could, but they may reel it back.
1: Because they want, well, they do want their money. They still. want their money.
2: But what they're trying to do is the over the last three or four years, kind of, again, this is my personal opinion on it. They're looking at what's going on, the craziness in the markets and saying, all right, we're not going to force you to take this money out unless the market can recoup a little bit. So hopefully buying some time, market will recoup. Maybe
1: happy. the idea, correct me if I'm wrong, is the more money I make and the more money I have in my account, the more they're going to get. Well, sure, sure. They don't want me taking my money out at the bottom of the market because yeah. they'll get less in taxes. They'll
2: get less because you'll liquidate your account faster. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so... um. So basically, the the good thing is the penalties for the RMD. So this is huge, and I mean huge. So again, your RMD doesn't start till 72. But let's say that you're maybe, you know, mom and dad are in their 80s. They're starting to slip a little bit. They're not as sharp as what they used to be. Um, They get a notice from their brokerage account says, you got to take this RMD. They don't know what it is. They throw it aside. They don't take it. The Today rule basically says the penalty is fifty percent of what you didn't take.
1: Oh, okay. So there's a there's a minimum. Yeah. So there's if it's, a minimum that the, that the IRS says mm-hmm. every year, and it gets bigger and bigger.
2: So let's say that your your RMD was ten grand. The penalty is fifty percent. So you got a penalty. So I got to take out ten grand, and well, your penalty is five thousand dollars just on the penalty alone. Oh my gosh! So they don't oh. they don't goof around on this one. They're they're two a T. Oh so my gosh! The problem is you're dealing with, I say older America, um, who might not have people that are right there. You know, and that five grand out.
1: goes right to them. Yeah, it's right to
2: the IRS.
1: So I take out ten grand, I pay the taxes. Let's just say it's twenty percent. Uh, I pay two grand to the IRS, and then I owe them another five grand five because grand. I didn't take it out in time. Yes. So, boy, they're serious. <laughs> they're,
2: they're not messing around. Um, so the Secure Act for once somebody used common sense on this and they said, "Hey, we're going to take the penalty from 50% because it's 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 huge. From 50% to 25%." No mistake should be worth. No, not five that. Grand. That's stupid. Right. Um, so but again, now it's 25% and if you could and I say I say this honestly, if you could justify your oopsie, um, whether that's writing a letter, we're not sure on how this goes, writing a letter saying, you know, my wife was in the hospital, um, you know, I missed my RMD, I'm sorry. They will then take the penalty and drop it to 10%. Okay. So they're being oh, They have a heart after all. Normal. <laughs> but we see a ton of people that come in and they go, they're older, they just don't get it. And, again, no offense to them. Um, and they're like, hey. We're I'm, all going to be there. Oh, exactly. Right. And they go, I missed my RMD, what do I do? I was like, yeah. Uh oh. <laughs>
1: Let's come up with an excuse. <laughs> <laughs> and you start petitioning yeah. the IRS draft, you know, with letter. letters
2: yeah. saying sorry, you know, this happened. And some of them are legit. I was in the hospital for the last seven months. I didn't know I was supposed to take an RMD, forgot about it, you know, that type of stuff. So
1: would you are are you a brokerage firm? Would you be the one that sends me the money or the I'm sorry, sends me the note that says, Hey, your RMD's coming up?
2: No, or but would it be uh, more
1: like the Merrill Lynch's but, and the uh,
2: So from a broker-dealer standpoint, whoever holds custody of the money is the one that is— So you don't have a safe in your office. No, God, (laughs) no. No, no, no. We're not Bernie. Right. Um, But ours is National Financial, so Mm -hmm. National Financial holds that letter. letter. They send the letter out. But it's our—I don't want to say duty slash responsibility, maybe not responsibility, but definitely duty, to follow up with the clients and say, hey, you got to take three grand from this account. Make sure you take it.
1: And the idea, and I, we are on a schedule that we basically see once a quarter, Mm -hmm. Uh, just me personally with my wife. Uh, We missed the last uh, appointment, but that's just, you know, a holiday. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So at some point, especially in Mm -hmm. retirement, when I got nothing else to do, I'm going to love retirement, by the way. Well, most people, though. I'm going to be at your office every day. (laughs) Hey, Jeff. That's what I
2: I always thought. And then I call these people and go, hey, we need to sit down. They're like, I'm really busy. (laughs) <laughs> traveling a lot just just retirement stuff comes up they go yeah, I, I do more golfing. In, i do more in retirement than i did when i was working i know? love it i can't wait so,
1: heck uh, yeah. i'll be have to be 70 maybe 75 yeah. um but the idea is that your person will tell you you'll get a couple letters you'll get some yes. reminders and when i go and see you for my taxes you'll remind me as well
2: yeah cuz it's part of the tax planning process to say if we control your money or run your money we're like hey here's your rmd for this year it went up, it went down, but this is what it's going to cost you uh, in taxes. Um, if we don't, we you know, typically will reach out and say, hey, produce a statement to us, find us what that number is so that we can start to put it together for the year from a tax planning standpoint.
1: So don't let it lapse. Don't forget to take your RMD out because the government is really serious about it. Hey, you're messing with their money now
2: because exactly. well, and, and they want the taxes. They back down a little bit. Um, which is very, very, very good. Um but still twenty-five percent. Twenty-five percent still is in chicken a lot. feed, yeah. yeah. That's I mean if
1: your RMD is ten grand, I'm just giving the government mm-hmm. an 2400 extra
2: 20. Bucks. You're Right. Unless you could Woof. petition them and get it to knock down to ten. Woof. You know.
1: Um, all right. So there's that out there. Do not miss your RMD uh distributions. Six three six three nine four five five two four. That's the phone number for Jeff. Call now. He's not going to pick up because he's a little busy yes. at the moment. But leave a message, leave a voicemail, leave your name and number. Say, I want help with my RMD. I want some uh, tax planning because I'm going to retire in five years. Uh, I want tax planning because I'm going to retire in 10 years, and I'm a go-getter.
2: So here's the, here's the setup. Let's say that you're going to retire in five years. You were very diligent. You put a ton of money into your 401K, IRAs, you know, over the years. You have a ton of money now built up in these, I'll call it uh, tax-deferred or pre-tax accounts. The trick is, is you, one, need to plan on what is your RMD going to be? How much is it going to cost you when you start to take that money out? And how do you strategically take that money out in retirement and pay the less tax as possible? And in some cases... Roth conversions come into play, Mm -hmm. others it's not mathematically worth it.
1: Right. Let's talk about that in the next segment. Let's go to break real quick. We've got another five minutes or so on the other side. Let's just hit that real quick. And and maybe we've been meaning to do an RMD show for a couple of months now. (laughs) You know, yes. but so much stuff in the news comes up that yeah, we have to address. You know. Yeah. <laughs> hey, everybody, you realize that there's inflation going on right now? Yes. Whoa. Yes. <laughs> uh, so we have to address that. But we we want to do the RMD show. But I do want to touch on some ideas because okay. I always tell you, it's like every time I talk to my wife about finances, I wish I had a big whiteboard <laughs> that I could just wheel out of, you know, the back closet yes and write numbers on here (laughs) because when you start talking especially in your car or just listening while you're doing the dishes or wherever you are these numbers are floating around in in your head just so sometimes it helps to really try to break it down and nail it down a whiteboard's perfect but on radio you know we just kind of have to do our best
2: exactly so let's try (laughs) to
1: do that just really quickly well i swear we'll do the rmd show uh coming up here shortly But because uh, it is tax time, it is time people, I mean it's a new year. So That's right, new a year. New RMDs right around the corner. Right around the corner. Let's go to commercial break 636-394-5524. Jeff Zufall, Senior Tax Strategist and Wealth Advisor, Capital Advisory Group, Capital Advisory GRP.com.
0: Keep what yours continues with Josh Gilbert and Jeff Zufal.
1: K-W-Y. That's the short (laughs) version. Um, So uh, during the break, I got my pen out, and I'm furiously writing numbers down on a piece of paper, trying to uh, see if we can explain this as as quickly and easily as possible. And, Jeff, this is all just math equations. Yes. Right?
2: Math always wins. Math
1: always wins. You can't outrun math. Can't. The numbers are there. So the idea when it comes to your retirement and your tax liability— if you retire and took your entire account out in one, and one, I
2: call it fatal swoop. <laughs> one fatal
1: swoop. You recommend not to do this. Let's just say a million dollars is in there. Yes. You take it all out. Boom. You're immediately in the highest tax bracket. So not only am I paying the about five percent in the state of Missouri on a million dollars. Yes. But I'm paying the highest tax bracket. In, in the federal level, which is about
2: 40%. Basically, 37.6. 37.6. So plus, we're looking... Plus a 3.8% excise tax. That's where I'm getting that 40%. Plus, if you're 65 or older and on Medicare, your Medicare premiums based upon your income will skyrocket through the roof. Skyrocket. Like from 200-something bucks a month, I think the max is 590 a month is what you would pay in Medicare premiums.
1: So if you took... It all out at once because you're like, boom, I'm going to buy a boat and go to the south of France and just live it up. Well, you're paying uh, almost 45% in taxes plus your Medicare premiums are through the roof. Yeah. So the flip side of that, which, by the way, you took a million dollars to
2: 500.
1: Yeah. Yikes. The flip side of that is, well, I'm going to be conservative and only take out $1,000 a year
2: exactly so
1: two thousand or three thousand or ten thousand dollars a year
2: so the number would be more of a tax bracket plan um and i say that from a tax plan so you'd say hey i need x to live on we keep you within a 12 percent um there's a huge jump from uh and i don't remember the exact numbers 89,000 um puts you married filing jointly you go from a 12 percent tax bracket to a 24 percent tax you double your tax bracket now that's not all dollars tax tax brackets are progressive first dollar is zero then you go 10 percent then 12 percent and so on as you go up so
1: i pay the low tax bracket earlier in the year exactly but then once i hit the threshold then 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 you start
2: jumping up Mm -hmm. but again the theory on it is is you tax bracket plan. So you're taking the income that you have coming in, whether it be pensions, RMDs, whatever, you know, Social Security, whatever the the number may be, and you're trying to figure out what is the most effective tax bracket that you could get to. So again, most people, you know, will keep you under a certain threshold of income. You can survive off that, but you're paying the lowest tax possible.
1: And the idea being that you say, how much do I need to live? How much do I want to have to play with and how much should I take out every year to keep me just under the threshold of jumping into the 30 percent tax bracket or 28 percent tax bracket or 24 percent? You know, maybe Maybe. the house is paid off. Everything is done. I just need to buy groceries and gasoline. You know, why couldn't I live in, in a 12% tax bracket? Exactly.
2: And that's, that. I mean, that's,
1: that's actually achievable. I've got money in the bank already from, you know, yeah. this, that, and the other.
2: So one of the targets to look at is to have all of your debt paid off by the time you're 65, which means houses, second houses, cars, planes, whatever you buy. But by 65, have all that paid off.
1: And you know my, my dream is the boat. I can mm-hmm. come to you, Jeff, and say, I do want to take out a, a $40,000 for that. That beautiful boat. How do I do that exactly. without really screwing
2: myself? And it might be, hey, take it in the form of a loan. Um, interest rates are cheaper. Drag it out over five years, you know, or three years, whatever the case may be, and then maybe I take, take out twenty five
1: thousand exactly. I keep it underneath that threshold, exactly. and then yeah. find some way to to make up the extra fifteen somewhere.
2: Yeah, exactly. So, so that's the game that gets played as that's you the go game. forward. That's all. It's all math. Is. It's pure math. It's all
1: math. Yeah. And when can we start talking to you about this math?
2: I'd say I mean honestly, forties to really start laying. In your forties. In your forties, start laying the plan out. Just get the idea. The idea
1: is you went with a pre tax uh four oh one K because you said down the road, I'm gonna worry about taxes down the road. Exactly. But if you, when well, you're not 20 anymore, exactly. So the concept, <laughs> you got to worry about those taxes at con- some
2: point. The concept is this: is what if you, in your highest earning power, you were pay in a 24 percent tax bracket, um, and if you work it right, you retire and you drop to a 12 percent tax bracket. I mean, it's possible. Um, the key would be is you put the money away at 24%. You save 24% tax on it, but yet when you take it out, you're only going to be at a 12%, 12% tax. 12%
1: tax. So you made money. Yes. You did
2: it right. That's that's how you beat the system in a sense if you want to call it that. Um,
1: my tax liability is going to be lower when I retire uh, in my 70s, so I'm going to push it off until then. Exactly. Well, you have to play the game, and it's a, to
2: make that work
1: every year. Yes, every pay. I always say every paycheck, oh, yeah. the game is yeah. running. But every year, you need to say, "Am I still winning
2: on that on that target or on that path? bet.
1: Yeah. Um, so that's the deal. And we haven't. We didn't even get into Roth conversions. No, <laughs> and we're out of time. So, like I said, we'll do the whole RMD show. And if you have any questions about what you heard, which you should, yes, everybody listening should probably say should have some questions. What then. is my <laughs> plan? For tax uh, mitigation, when I get to that point and start taking the money out, what I I said I'll pay those taxes later. Later's coming. Later's coming. Talk, yes, talk, <laughs> talk. here's later on the IRS. Um, so we have to have a plan in place. Jeff Zufall, senior tax strategist and wealth advisor with Capital Advisory Group six three six three nine four five five two four. The Secure Act is back. It's here. <laughs> there's some new changes inside of it. So maybe there's some new changes you should be doing with yes. your money. Uh, And if you got it with Jeff, you got to make a call and say, what's in the SECURE Act that I need to be aware of? And if you haven't picked somebody to help you out with it, give Jeff a call. Give us a call. 636-394-5524. Show's over. I'm going to send him on his way, so now you can call him.
2: That's right. (laughs) Now give him a call. Thank you. And he can pick up. Thank you so much, Jeff. Thank you. We'll see you next week. All right.
0: Bye. You've been listening to Keep What's Yours with Josh Gilbert and Jeff Soupol, Senior Tax Strategist and Wealth Manager at Capital Advisory Group. To learn more, call 636-394-5524 or visit capitaladvisorygrp.com.